Welcome to the Tech Hustler podcast. This podcast is for you if you want to hear the unfiltered stories from inspiring tech entrepreneurs. I started this podcast and the community to create what I was missing in the tech industry today. My mission is to make space for women in tech by creating a platform where they can connect, get inspired and gain new knowledge that will help them to accomplish whatever they are dreaming of. It doesn't matter if you're a tech founder, an employee, or dreaming of launching a startup, this podcast is for you. My name is Ivana von Proschwitz, and I'll be your host. It's time to start hustling smarter, not harder. Today's guest is Maria Villanueva, She's a founder and CEO of BeautyClick. In 2005, she moved back home to Sweden from London, where she had worked as a beauty consultant for Chanel for five years. And she realized how much harder it was for her to find makeup for a darker skin tone. She could never just go to a store and find the right shade, but she had to spend a lot of time searching around on the internet. And this is when and how the idea of BeautyClick was born. Warm welcome, Maria. Thank you. Thank I'm you for having me. So happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, your idea was born from a mm. um, problem that you had yourself. Yes. So could you tell us more about that? Yes. So I think I was a bit spoiled living in London because um, I think the assortment for darker skin or people of color it's much, much larger there. Mm. So uh, when I decided to move back home because I felt like, okay, I have to continue my studies and have my degree um, and I moved back home to Sweden, I realized that the assortment for darker skin was not that much here. Mm. The availability was so difficult. And uh, I mean, this is at the beginning of the era, you know, the iPhone was becoming big. So like e-commerce hadn't penetrated as much as it is now. Mm, mm. So not only was it difficult finding it online because you have to spend and Google a lot of things. Um, when you, whenever I enter a store and talk to um, a beauty advisor there, I kind of knew much more than they. Mm. And, and sometimes I, I honestly felt really bad for them because they really wanted to help me. And I could see the frustration in their faces trying to match the colors on my on my hand. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wait here, I'm going to get another one. I'm going to get another I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> we're going to mix two. We're yeah, going to mix three. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. I've been through this like several times. It's okay. It's not you. It's the industry. Yeah. So I think that, uh, and talking to my friends, I kind of knew they had a frustration as well. Mm. So... At the beginning of my journey, I, I understood that, you know, just talking to people and asking them, like, what do you use? Are you happy with it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your skin type? Oh, maybe I should try that. I understood that people want that type of um, honest, tra- transparent reviews of products. Mm-hmm. So I started and um, build a community of my own. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw that, okay, this is needed in this world. Like, people need this. And at the end of the day, like, 
once now that beauty kick is up and running, actually we have like several purposes why we exist. But one of them is obviously always to be transparent and have this independent view on the beauty industry. But another one is from the sustainable uh, perspective as well. Because just viewing, I mean, you probably have it too. If you open your bathroom cabin, Mm. you probably have a lot of products you don't use. Yes. And they're just sitting there. And then after five, six years, you're like, okay, I'm just going to throw them away because you're moving or, you know, you're cleaning out your bathroom cabin. And that just puts a strain on the environment as well. Yeah, definitely. Not only on your wallet, but also on the planet. Yeah, definitely. So just for the people that don't know what Beauty mm. Click is, what, yeah. what is it? Can you just give yes. us the uh, Beauty Click is an AI-powered platform that we build. It's also a community. So basically what we wanted is to have an unbiased recommendations of product that wasn't made by a purpose of trying to sell you more products. It's based on what works for you and what you like based on your preference. So not only it's a, it's a part of a community, but it's also giving you advice on how to, um, you know, use the products of your skin, uh, what works best for you, but also what do you do with the products once you're, they're, you know, used up and how do you dispose them? Mm. So, um, you know, you enter the platform Uh, you become a member, we call them members. Um, it doesn't cost anything. And then you register your profile. The thought is that the AI, it's going to grow with you. The more you use it, the more we know what works for you and don't work for you. Mm. Making it a more personalized uh, decision. Mm. Yeah. Then uh, three have looked at this now. Yeah, exactly. Only two in stock now. So we want to yeah. get away from that. Yeah, yeah, because that's very stressful and like yeah. it drives the consumerism. Um, when you see the, those yeah. kind of um, setups in a page. So who is reviewing the the reviews? And is it a community or do you have experts? Like how how do, um, is it done? So basically, it's uh, a, a community where creators brands and also consumers meet and gather and share insights uh, together. So most of the ones giving reviews are our creators and our, you know, members, consumers, normal consumers. Mm -hmm. Do you work with any influencers? No, not at the moment. We have like worked with them um, independently, but not like signed up one for the platform. Strictly. Yeah, very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And I really like that it's more like a neutral advice or, or a recommendation because yes. when you go to a store or when you read a magazine, you don't know what their aim is or who's yeah. behind this review. So are they just saying this is the top seller to, to sell more or is it actually something that other people really like exactly yeah so i really like that it's vetted by the community and and everybody can give their input if it works or if it doesn't work and who's it suitable for yeah exactly yeah and you mentioned also that you're using ai Mm -hmm. can you tell us more about that bit Mm -hmm. like where you are today and where you want to be in the future so when we started we had to find data sets from somewhere and and data sets is just a large based off information. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we either could start and gather reviews from other sites, from the online shops as well. But then we thought, like, how many of them are really transparent? Mm-hmm. So we decided we can't go on that road. So we decided to use the products instead. So what we've done is we've, we have in our platform about 200,000 products wow. from 10 online stores. And obviously we're going to add some more stores um, um, you know, next year and so on. But uh, we're starting with this 10, mm-hmm. which are uh, our partner stores that we call them. Mm-hmm. And we have Sephora, we have Look Fantastic, we have uh, Lyko, Skin City. So we have the popular ones in, in Sweden, I would say. Mm-hmm. And overall, about 200 products. So we we decided to break them down and use a similarity based on it. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you search on Google and just write night cream, mm-hmm. obviously you're going to get the ones that have paid the most yes. to be seen yeah. on the top. On our site, if you write night cream, you'll get, you know, obviously you can look at the one you're using and see, are there others similar to that product? Mm. So what we've done is we've analyzed and that run a similarity on the products. So we have, I would say, over 1 billion similarities wow. running. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, and we're always improving the recommender engine. Mm-hmm. So right now, as you know, we're talking about foundation. There's several shades. There's several, you know, full coverage and, yeah, and exactly. medium coverage. And yeah. Exactly. So we want to we want to make it more accuracy mm-hmm. the more so we're deep diving on the standalone categories mm-hmm. that we have so yeah and that's really helpful for consumers because some new brands mm-hmm. or trendy brands uh for example like cosmetics you mm-hmm. can't buy them in shop no. and it's super hard for a consumer to know is this mm-hmm. the right shade for me and then you buy one and mm-hmm. now it's too light or it's too yellow or, mm-hmm. and then you have to buy another one or you just like throw it away or yeah. not use it because it's the wrong shade yeah. so how do you use any specific um uh, technology for for the matching skin tone matching or? Uh, no so right now we're only on product based And now we're entering the 2.0 recommender engine, making it, connecting it with the user. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to connect it with your profile and, w- and your preference. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start matching. Mm-hmm. So we're going to run similarities on people who look like you and have similar skin tone and skin condition. Oh. And see what are they using that you are not using? Oh, and what are you using that they are not using? Yeah. And you can give recommendations to each other. Because if someone uses the same night cream as you and the same day cream, and they say to you, but you know what? I'm also using this eye serum. You're going to take that advice. Yeah, of course. Instead of someone that we don't have the same skin type, we don't even have the same skin tone, uh, but I'm using this cream. You wouldn't go like, okay, yeah, I'm going to try that. No, no. I, I mean, this is a little bit how it's done today, right? Yeah. With the influencers. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the best cream ever. Yeah. And then you buy it and then it doesn't suit your your skin tone. So uh, uh, that is a much more accurate approach yeah. that you are matched with people that have the same or similar preferences and, and uh, uh, skin conditions. Exactly. But when you um, match on, on uh, creams and products mm-hmm. and things, do you check the ingredients? 
So we're going to do that, but it's not based on the ingredients itself. Okay. It's based on what works for you. So oh, okay. if you, if the product that you're using is not matching you because you get a rash or something, mm. it doesn't specifically means that the other person that has a similar type is going to react the same way as no, you. No, exactly. So it's very kind of like personalized in in that matter. Mm. So we're going to keep in track of ingredients that work and don't work for you. Mm. So next time you're going to buy something, we can scan and say, oh, this one has, uh, you know, C-vitamin that you had a reaction of. Maybe you should try this with lower C-vitamin mm. or something. Oh, that's super smart. Yeah. That would be very helpful. Then you, that's kind of... Um, what, what do you call them? Yeah, yeah consultant. Beauty consultant. Yeah, exactly. In your pocket. <laughs> In your pocket. I love it. And how many users do you have today? We have about uh, 2,000 users. Mm-hmm. And we're increasing organically, which is really, really good. So now we're taking the next step and going full blast on marketing. Yay. Yay. And can customers buy things from you or is it just a recommendation? Yes. So we see us as a first destination point Mm -hmm. where they do their analysis and they, you know, add everything to their beauty bag. Mm -hmm. And then they obviously need to go through us to go to the stores to buy. Okay. Okay. Cool. But let's look at your journey like how you built the business so you had an idea what did you do then oh uh, <laughs> i uh, i kind of like knew what i was doing so i quit my full-time position um, i was working as a strategic online purchaser for an e-commerce business and i thought like okay I want to do something now and it's now or never. And I always had this idea because I was running the community and so on. And um, I went and worked as a freelance consultant. And at the same time, kind of just gather as much information Mm. that I knew. And there was an acceleration program for female founders Mm. called She's Up Mm. in 2019 that I joined. And it was so valuable because we got to meet other entrepreneurs who had come a little bit more in their journey that kind of were our mentors. And at that time, I didn't have anything. Like it was still just an idea in a napkin that I, you know, sketched. Um, But I think uh, I tried to take like one step at a time. Like, okay, this is the way I'm, I'm, I'm at now what's the next step and then always kind of like build your way up Mm. to it um but what helped me is the networking uh just networking with amazing women like you and uh, other other people so Mm. i I went to another network where there was a i think it was a pitch or idea Mm. with um God, I can't remember the name, but it was Venture something. Mm-hmm. And you got to pitch your idea on Impact Hub in, in the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just talking about Beauty Click and I won that uh, pitch event. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got to meet someone who had um, um, a business overseas that had IT developers. And we got in contact and then we started building from that and so on. So I think, it, you know, just... Taking it the next step, okay, this is where I am, 
where, what do I want to do? What's my next step? You know, always having that goal you know, ahead of you. Mm. And that is a really good highlight that should make there because sometimes, or I can be become a bit overwhelmed mm. because you have this big vision, you know what you want to create, and then you you see so many steps in front of you so you get a bit uh, overwhelmed with yeah. the whole work and you don't know where to start but i yeah. think that's very important what you're saying like focus and yeah. focus on the next step yes. so what is the next small step that would yeah. push you forward or or yeah exactly exactly i think that um like you said having that vision of where you want to be at the end is always going to be there mm. but then just you know kind of like cutting the elephant into pieces and just taking one step at a time. Okay, this is where I am. What are my possibilities at this stage? Mm. And then this is where I am now and Mm. so on. Mm. And uh, you mentioned that you met an IT person or tech person. Uh, How how big is your tech team today? We are in the tech team, seven people at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And are they um, all over the world? Yeah. Yes. It's so much fun, actually. It's so much fun. Yeah, tell us more about that. Uh, so we have we really work with diversity. We have one guy in our team, <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Yes. He's super welcome. Yes, and I, I was like, you can't quit because we need you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't want to quit. I love this. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, but he's really like not into makeup or anything else. But he's really, really good full stack developer. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, one of the, and I worked with IT consultants and so on. So I would say he's on the top tier mm. ones. Mm. Um, we have our tech lead, he's in the Netherlands. Then we have uh, uh, our senior data scientist, she's based in Algeria. Then we have an intern, she's in Korea, mm. uh, also data scientist. And then we have our data analyst, and uh, uh, she's kind of like a project slash scrum master as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing her PhD in moving to Scotland as well. So mm-hmm. everyone's basically everywhere. Yeah. Then we have other uh, two front end developers as well that are interns. Yeah. And how do you make it work? Because it sounds like you, you have teams in different time zones, zones yes. as well, yes. <laughs> like spread all over the world. How do you build the team spirit and, and the Um, yeah, the yeah. sense of we and we are a company, we do this together. Um, actually, when they start, we kind of have like this unwritten rule and that's commitment. Mm. You know, we're all commitment in their deliveries. Mm. And because we are such a small team, mm. if someone is, you know, on vacation while we, the workflow, no, it's notable. You know, you can see that it's dropping and we have a lot more to catch up when they are back from vacation. Mm-hmm. So you can't really hide that you're not doing anything mm. in a small team. So yeah. it becomes really clear. And, and actually, when I started my business and people were saying, the ones that had business, mm-hmm. were saying like, oh, the only challenge you will have is staff, like staff issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can that be an issue? You know, mm-hmm. but then you start and you contract people and then you get to work with so many different people and you start seeing a pattern with the people that don't that will collaborate with you mm-hmm. and it's a pattern that they always are late in the delivery mm-hmm. they're not um committed you know when they tell you i will do this and then the next day they will not do it mm-hmm. and so on so once that pattern starts to show you have to either put a stop 
to it and say, we're not going to be able to work anymore. Um, and then, you know, find another person that will fit into the team mm. in that way. Mm. So we're committed to each other, I would say, mm. you know, I think they are highly structured and I, I kind of expect a lot from them and they expect a lot from me mm. as well. So we're committed to each other, I would say. Mm. Yeah. And that's very important to yeah. commit to what you are doing and yeah. focus on that and not be spread on different projects or yeah. different assignments then then I think it's uh, it's a bit hard to focus on and to have really that momentum and drive that that is needed exactly exactly yeah that's very good uh, is that your whole team or you do you have more people in your team uh, that's I would say like the tech uh, based one then we have some freelance um, you know solutions architect that we bring in mm-hmm. if we need some kind of uh, delivery on that um, and then we have uh, obviously my co-founder she's uh, on maternity leave now uh, but she's a CFO and she's currently working as a CFO for Innocent Juices she's been with me from the beginning I met her over coffee and we discussed Beauty Click and, and I asked her would you like to join as a co-founder And she didn't hesitate. She was like, yes. I was like, no, please think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Take the weekend and just think about it. And she's like, no, (laughs) I I really want to do this. So we've been working together for, yeah, since the beginning. Oh, cool. She felt it in her gut that it was the right. But I think when you... uh, looking for co-founders um you are of course looking for someone with different skills than you but it's very important that the personal chemistry works as well that that you feel that you, you yeah you, you feel that spark and yeah, <laughs> you can work well together definitely yeah. and the possibility to tell you when yes. something's wrong and yeah. i really like her because she can see things in a different perspective than i because mm-hmm. i'm really either you know okay, we're clicking, this works. Mm. And she's like, no, don't think about that. Think about this. Mm. So she's a little bit more like with no emotions Mm -hmm. (laughs) than me. And I think that works really good. She can see it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were having an investor meeting Mm -hmm. and I came out of that meeting. I was like, this didn't go as good. You know, like, could you feel it? Like, she was like, what are you telling me? You went really good. (laughs) He booked us for another meeting. And I was like, really? Wasn't he just nice saying that? (laughs) I don't think so, you know, she's like, um, people people good. wouldn't book you in just because they're nice. And no, exactly. And I think she's right. Yeah. But that's good that you have that mix then. Yes. But tell us about your um, invest- investment journey or funding, mm-hmm. fundraising journey, because that's an interesting uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's difficult now because in the situation we're in, mm-hmm. and I think that it would have been different if we were in a different kind of like outcome of this financial crisis yeah. and pandemic, you know, things, everything that's happened has just accumulated to mm. one big chunk of mm. not moving any fundings. Mm-hmm. So we, not only is it difficult because you're a woman, of, you know, people of color, or like mm. you have so many thresholds you're going through. Yeah. On top of that, you have a financial crisis. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> So it's um, it's been hard and difficult than I would say normal uh, would be, mm. but uh, you just 
have to wake up every day and you know make those cold calls mm, mm. and say like hi <laughs> <laughs> here let's we have are a coffee. <laughs> let's have a coffee yeah exactly <laughs> but that's good yeah yeah and how much have you raised so far we haven't raised that much we've actually been self-sufficient um, so far so we i would say we've raised uh, about uh, under a million uh, yeah yeah, yeah sick. and like half a million or something so yeah. family and friends well And now we're going into our uh, pre-seed round, but it's, um, yeah, you know, we're building it like one step at a time and focusing on what's important at the moment. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a very healthy way of seeing it. Yeah. 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 So have you have, do you have any income streams today? I mean, we have because we sell uh, partner packages to brands. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we have... And, you know, like an incoming stream on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously we need more money yeah, of to make marketing. And because I would say like the cost of marketing at the moment mm-hmm. is huge. So you have to have a huge spend mm-hmm. to get back more. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where we are now uh, trying to do collaborations instead. And, you know, make it, making it work with the little pennies that we have. Yeah. Now you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And use your network and, and try to do as much as you can with the small budget that you have. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. But um, you mentioned the um, crisis, mm. financial crisis, and we have also have had recently a pandemic. Yes. So how do you see that e-commerce have changed? It changed to a way that I would say during the pandemic, pandemic people were trying to reach everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same audience and you could see that makeup dropped the category makeup dropped but mm-hmm. skincare increased mm-hmm. so people were taking care of their skin much more than mm-hmm. adding makeup on and and then um, the same with uh, clothes you know you can see that it's dropping and so on so I would say it's going to be an interesting Q4 on the retail uh, e-commerce, um, see if how after Black Friday. And this is where I think it's like the biggest problem. Mm. If you're an e-commerce and you're depending on Black Friday, mm. then you don't have a sustainable business model. No, no, exactly. Um, because you really can't expect that, you know, people are going to buy your products because they get 20% off. Mm then there's something wrong in that Mm. mathematically, I I would say. Um, And I think this is where we are needed because it's not, we we know that we won't be able to change people's personality and make them buy less because we are overconsumption. I mean, you could see like companies in China, like Chain, they are like increasing a lot compared to H&M and Sada and Mango and so on. And they even have launched a makeup uh, collection. Are they a high-end brand or a low? No, it's like the cheapest thing, cheapest thing. you can okay. buy. From, yeah. uh, so we know that consumption is always going to be there, but it's the way how you can consume products. That's where we want to change. That. That's the purpose of Beauty Click. So tell us more about that, your sustainability philosophy and how you work with that. So we, like I said, we know that changing someone's behavior is difficult. I mean, just, you know, I can always go to myself and say like, okay, I'm going to start the gym. And then I go like, yeah, I'll start on Monday. 
<laughs> yeah, we're after and, New Year. Yeah, so. exactly. And then Monday comes and I'm like, yeah, Tuesday. And then you're like postponing it. Mm. So changing someone's behavior, unless you really want to, is difficult because mm. it has to come from within. Yeah. Um, you know, Scandinavia on itself is a rich country that we can afford the overconsumption of mm. products. But basically what we do is that we get bored. So we shop online. Yeah. And then once we're, you know, done with the kitchen table and the chairs, we're like, I want something new. Let's go throw this away. Not only furniture, it's the same with clothes. It's the same with makeup and skincare and so on. So we know that we won't be able to change that. But if we can say we can save you money by using our platform, you will get the recommendations that will work for you. You can still buy products. But they're just going to be a little bit better than the ones that you normally buy. So we did a, a research within our community and we asked 200 women. We asked how many of them buy wrongfully bought products. They, I think it was like 87% the answer. Two out of 10 products are always wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, because makeup is not cheap. No, Usually. and skincare as well. And so. skincare as well, yeah. So if you buy a night cream that costs 700 crowns mm-hmm. and then you buy a mascara for 400 crowns, yeah. I mean, that's 1,000. Imagine like every second, uh, like every second product that you buy, uh, two out of 10 are the wrong ones. That's a lot of money you could be saving, you know. And then I started to think not only from like a micro, but on, on a macro in the society so the ones that are always using makeup and skincare are women but women get paid less yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and then you spend money on on products that you don't use yeah and you don't get money enough to on your wages so you know and i was thinking okay but that money that i because this is where you know i got frustrated because I always spended money and then I didn't use the products. And I was like, I started my um, saving in stock because I, I, I read a book uh, from a woman in, in, in the States and she got like her whole wardrobe of um, designer bags by saving the right way on stocks, on shares. I was like, I'm going to do that. And I started my, you know, saving in, in different shares then. And the portfolio started to build a little bit. And then I thought like all the wrongful products, I could, you know, put the money there instead. And I was like, okay, I know I'm a makeup junkie. I know I'm never going to quit buying skincare and products, but I want to buy the right ones. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're actually helping the consumers in a way by guiding them Mm. and saving them money. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it works both ways because the stores online will get a more loyal customer. The consumers will get more satisfying as well. Yeah, it sounds like a win-win. And what you mentioned is that like women earn less Mm -hmm. and then you go spend your hard-earned money on very expensive makeup. That by brands that are mostly owned by men yeah. as well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then you buy the wrong makeup because yeah. you don't get the right recommendations, so you so you lose. But that that's very good. Yeah. And but 
what is your how are you going to make money in the future of click so we we our business model is made by like uh, people planet profit so obviously we want to have profit as well but the way we're going to make profit is by having this share of insights from each other so once you become a member um you agree to share your insights on what you like and don't like mm-hmm. and this is to help the brands to see you know what's the forecoming trend why is no one buying our products what are they saying in the in the reviews of our products mm. as well yeah and that could be very good things for the brands as well that they get insights like what are the trends yeah. what do consumers prefer today exactly. maybe full coverage is not uh, preferable anymore maybe people want a more natural look so exactly. so then you can save money for the brands as well exactly. they don't have to invest in another full coverage exactly. uh, or, or colors that are not um, popular or no and I, I mean just look at the beauty industry mm. You have like thousands and thousands of brands mm-hmm. all targeting the same audience. Yeah. And you have, I think, I, I would say like maybe 500 new brands popping in from the, all over the world every day. Mm-hmm. And then you have the influencer brands yeah, popping, exactly. up every also popping up every day. Yeah, exactly. Also popping up every day. And everyone wants to target you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, now I'm entering web free. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! At the, at the end of the day, you have like your own copyrights of what you want to sell. I mean, it becomes you're a valuable person in the in beauty industry market as a consumer. But now you're giving away all of that for free. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is owned by big corporate companies that use that and say like, okay, Ivana buy these lipsticks when she bought this and that and that as well. So we want to make users and our members to own their own copyrights and you know share the data they want to share mm-hmm. yeah you own their own data and get profit or benefit mm-hmm. for sharing their data so tell us um, more about that web3 and uh, where you are going uh, i would say like this is the next step and it's so weird talking about web3 in sweden because we're not there yet mm. But then you go to other places and they're like, yeah, yeah, we've been working with this for <laughs> for a long time now. And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but basically, it's um, what we want to do with Beauty Click is to give you the right to have your own digital bathroom cabin in um, in the metaverse. So you so get cool. to you get to own your own, you know, and this is an NFT from a brand or anything, but it becomes a reward from you sharing your insights. So brands will give you that reward to you. And I think that as a consumer, you actually have a lot of um, obligations. You can ask a brand, how are you working with sustainability? Mm-hmm. Because now it's a lot of greenwashing and everyone can say we're vegan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or we're eco-certificated mm. um, and then they're not uh, working with sustainability purpose at all. So as a consumer, you actually have the right to ask brands and say, show me your report mm-hmm. on how you're working with this. Show me how you're you know, not contributing. And I mean, beauty industry, we're working with consumable products, meaning that you use water. You know, when you use them, shampoos and so on. So 
I think it's in all, all of our perspective and what we want to do with, you know, the um, sustainability approach towards the brands as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't know that you could ask a brand, like, can I see your sustainability strategy or a sustainability report? Yeah, you definitely you can. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we want to, you know, to be able to connect with us in Metaverse as a brand. Mm-hmm. You would have to share your insights. Mm-hmm. So it, it can't really just be a promise that we're working um, to become more uh, sustainable because that's not just gonna be the be the, the the thing that drive us. No, exactly. And it's quite sad, you know, the 2030 goals. Yeah, we're not gonna reach them. Not. No. What? <laughs> Greenpeace just released um, uh, a press release about it, and there's a lot of companies that are not going to line up to it. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, it's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they're not acting. And, you know, you can't just hide that the climate change exists. No, no, exactly. It's, uh, and they say that, you know, in, in 20 years, the oceans is going to be filled more plastic than fish and coral uh, living there. Mm-hmm. It's quite sad, you know, when you think about it, how much damage we make towards the planet and it's always the young generation have to to clean up from it and and come up with these solutions to clean up the environment yeah that frustrates me so much that is the money and greed that runs our world um and not people's instinct for making a good business but also taking care of the environment or being responsible at least and this I, i would say this goes hand in hand with the current investment um you know the risk uh, capitalist that when you when you search for vc capital mm. they want to see profit yeah and we say we're gonna be profitable but not now mm. we're gonna be prof- profitable in three years uh so at the end of the day everything has to kind of come down to their part as well how they work with sustainability because mm-hmm. they want a company that, that's the sustainable but just saying sustainable and not doing anything mm-hmm. that's sustainable but they also have to invest in companies exactly. that actually really are sustainable exactly. and and take it very seriously exactly. because that's how VCs can drive change mm-hmm. they can say we are sustainable we are diverse mm-hmm. but they have to show it with their money as well exactly. where do they invest exactly. but i thought or like after blackrock there were like blackrock took more of like a statement that they are going to invest in more sustainability and diversity do you think that there has uh, had an effect that there are more VCs um, taking that route or do you think it's just a nice I think maybe yes maybe Uh, but you can't really see it here in Scandinavia because it's we fall into so many society structure the way it's built up so how is it built up I would say that um, you know it's it's not just for anyone to knock on the door and say hi can I have a meeting You have to know someone who give you an intro and then you book a meeting and then, you know, on that meeting, you really have to show that this is worth an investment. If not, you'll get selected away and then they will most likely invest in a new uh, electrical boy <laughs> mm. lookalike. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's 
they, like you said, you have to take it on the top and actually they have to be commitment from their part. Mm. Saying like we need to have at least this much of percentage for women mm. uh, in in this this year mm. and this much of percentage for sustainable um, companies. Mm. So they have to work on their portfolio as well. But we have initiatives like Impact Week and a lot of VCs have that statement on the webpage that you have to be, you have to uh, state what goal you are serving, but um, you don't feel that the follow-up or the I mean, action is uh, enough. No, because if you look at the press release they released, I would say like a month ago, Sweden is on the top lowest for investment in women. Yeah, 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 yes. So if they were working on it, we would, wouldn't be on the top lowest. I mean, that's embarrassing. Mm. You know, for, from being in a country where it's uh, very equal. Exactly. We're known as being exactly. very equal uh, and having opportunity, exactly. a lot of opportunity uh, and safety nets for yeah. women. Yeah. So I would say that, I mean, if we were on the top four, I would say like, oh, we're working on it. You know, I can see they're actually doing something. Mm. But we're not. And mm. um, women-owned business make more profit than male-owned business that get a lot of funding and then they'll go bankrupt. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know how much proof you actually need. <laughs> Because if I wasn't on that chair, I would obviously, you know, put the money on where you can see they're working the hardest and building something. Mm. So it's... Kind of like a paradox mm. where they say they are, mm. but no one's working towards that goal. Mm. The same with the 2030 goal. Mm. Everyone wants to have that on their website. Oh, we're working with these goals. But how are you working? Like, have you seen them showing results from their, mm. you know, commitment to that? But what do you think is needed? Like, what shift or what? what uh, engagements do you think are needed to, to make that shift a reality? I think that we need more uh, Alice men. Mm. Like we need top politicians. Mm. We need top um, uh, men who are in top position in a large business. Kind of like promoting women's business. Mm. Saying like, hi, this is my new investment. She's done this amazing, you know, mm building this company because if they see another man mm. uh, being allied to more womenly owned business others would follow mm. and the same with top politicians you have you know you need them to bring up another woman and say she's amazing i would love to work with her mm. she's done this and this in short time and and the same with um, um, men in other businesses who are you know ceos Just lifting another woman in their um, management, uh, management team, yeah, management team. On, exactly yeah. on board and say we really want her. She's amazing. Yeah. So I think we need more like allies to us yeah. um, mm. from men specifically. From men, yeah, specifically because I think that we're good supporting each other. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? on the same level. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but we need someone from yeah. a higher level to pull us up. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. You know, like I, I would. You know, if you post something, I'm liking, I'm sharing, yeah, I'm doing everything exactly. that I can on my power. Mm. But if someone from a higher, you know, CEO mm. would lift you and say, like, she's amazing. Look what she's done. Mm. You would 
people will turn their view and look at you differently. And we need more men who are feminists and, you know, want the same. Mm -hmm. And who have probably daughters that are going to be in this, you know, work environment and just say, I need to make a change. I need to be the one. But I'm so happy that you're saying that men need to be in this as well, not just women promoting women. We need men as well because they have the largest, they are sitting on the capital, they are sitting on the power. I mean, they structurally, they have had longer time to to pursue their career and and, um, climb the the ranks. So, um, and and it's not like only up to women to solve this problem. I mean, we need everyone to to help. But it's it's, um, another interesting point that you mentioned was that like we are very good at promoting each other, sharing, Uh, like coming to each other's events, like promoting each other's uh, businesses. But but it's I, I find it a bit hard to, if you want to climb, it's super hard because you don't have the friends up no. in there. <laughs> you have only friends in the same yeah. same rank yeah. as you or same level as you. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to go up yeah. and like evolve and grow, you need to learn from someone that that is yeah, in a higher position. Definitely. And I find that really hard to break that yeah. ceiling or barrier between yeah. the groups or yeah. what you would you call it. No, and you need someone to pull you up. Yeah, but you, you need someone to learn from yeah. as well. And I would say that because yeah, I lived in London and uh, I lived in, uh, like I've seen the way they work from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. And my manager, David, he was, I would say he was really old. He was like 65, but he put like, he was, you know, he's like, okay, this is what you need to deliver from this year. This is what I want. But whenever we had business meeting, like we got to, you know, meet the the buyer from Harrods or Selfridges or whatever, he always introduced me as his partner or like, you know, it it wasn't like, oh, yeah, she's a sales consultant. You're going to be working with her. And I would say like from a from a business mind, like outside of Scandinavia, they don't focus on that you are a woman or that you are from where you are or where what part of Stockholm you live in or Mm -hmm. they are focused on the business. If you can deliver, they will pull you up and, you know, talk about you in every meeting. Mm -hmm. And I think I've had like two bosses here in Sweden that are like that, who like were promoted me, you know, within the organization and really wanted me on a high level position. Otherwise, it's you're on your own. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, so I think that you have to have that, that it's difficult changing that business structure. That's why I find it much easier, you know, when you sell to someone like outside of Sweden, like Denmark, for example, Mm. they're so direct in doing business. They're like, we like this. We don't like that. Mm. There's no like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 Let me get back to you on Monday and then they'll never pick up Mm. there. It's like, okay, how much did you say we're going to sell? Okay, Uh, is this a reasonable? Yeah, let's do it. Mm. There was like no hesitations. Mm. They only see what's in it for them, what's in it for you, let's make a business. Mm-hmm. But here it's like, oh, we need to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I think on the fifth meeting, they were like, no. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you could have told me. <laughs> Tell me from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you could have told me from the beginning, I have other people to meet. Yeah. And it's the same when you're asking for money from a VC mm-hmm. or an investor. Mm-hmm. You have so many meetings. And I think I was at this network event and they said, you have to ask someone seven times. 
what? We don't <laughs> have know. time and to like ask someone seven times time and, and then get like, a no. And, and then at the end, you, that no will probably be, but, you know, seven times is a lot of times. Yes. Especially if you do, like, that's why I like the business culture outside of Scandinavia, because it's so, so much more direct. Mm. And I did my thesis in the Netherlands and they are straight up. Mm, they are super direct. They are super direct. They can even say your hair looks ugly, but they mean it in a good way. <laughs> They're like, no, it's raining, so you need to fix it. I'm like, okay, good. You know, <laughs> you're not even used to that mm. direct uh, way they speak. But people maybe get more offended here easily. Yeah. So, so then the culture is not to say things like that because that can be offensive. Yeah. But in the Netherlands, like you said, they mean it in a good way. Like yeah. your, your hair is ugly because it's yeah. windy, like fix yeah. it and yeah, you'll be fine. Exactly I, I don't something. mean to be mean. I'm yeah. just like help, yeah, giving helping you, you, help, you, helping yeah. you here. Or when you have spinach like between yeah. your teeth, no yeah. one says anything. No, here it's like, and all the pictures you're like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you have had five meetings and then you go to the bathroom look <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and no one has said anything. No. So I think, yeah. You know, you you if you get no here in Sweden and you're starting your business, try somewhere else. Mm. And I think uh, I I send you. You ask me, you know, can you recommend people? Yes, exactly. And I send you uh, Nora Baby, for example. Yes, she's a person that went and asked for money to investors, and everyone said no. Mm. And on her first meeting in the states, she got a yes. Yeah. So you can see the difference. It's mm. not about you and your idea. Mm. It's about the environment you're in yeah. and how they perceive you. Yeah, the connections. The connections. Mm. So you have to kind of like, how do you see yourself? Are you this type of businesswoman or are you this type of person that, you know, you have your angle? Mm. Then you need to work towards that. Mm. And then you need to change the environment mm. if it doesn't work. Mm. But it could be so easy to like get discouraged or yeah, when you have, definitely. when you get no, 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 and then you can't find partners or you can't find employees or tech um, partners. It's, I mean, even if you are this badass yeah. woman, you have yeah. a great idea, you're willing to work hard, yeah. you are gonna run out of energy. Yes, like, definitely. I mean, Um, so, so yeah, I think I really like what you're saying. Like, if you don't get forward in this environment or in this market or in this culture, yeah. try another one yeah. um, because that there may be different. Because yeah. if you believe in your idea yeah. and it's a good business idea, yeah. uh, then then go for it. You know, we were selected in uh, Women in AI in Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I think we haven't even launched. We were building our platform. Mm-hmm. And I joined the acceleration program. Yeah. And then we got investment, like we got a, a fund from the Netherlands government. Mm-hmm. So you see that, like, if the Netherlands believe in you, <laughs> <laughs> but the Swedish government doesn't, <laughs> and the Netherlands, like investors, you know, believe in you, but they're like, there's something wrong. It's not you, no. you know, you have to think like, they wouldn't just give out money to anyone. So you have to kind of like see, okay, where am I at? Who am I talking to? Mm. And this is a lesson I learned really quickly in my journey at the like early stage is that people will perceive you with their own limitations. Yes, yes, 100%. So if they can't see themselves riding a helicopter, 
they wouldn't believe in you riding the helicopter. And that is so important to remember. And especially when you are an entrepreneur, you are building something that is not there today. So you really have to find the right people to surround you with. Right networks, right friends, right environments. People that that can see the the impossible, the things that don't exist today. Mm. Because if you stay in the environment where, like you said, where people don't see that for themselves, Mm. then you'll be burnt as well. Like you you are going to get discouraged and and then you're going to start to think, am I the crazy one? (laughs) Maybe this is not possible. You start stop believing in yourself and and be like, oh, maybe I should get a real job instead. And and, uh, yeah, so that is super important to surround yourself, but also with with the community, like with friends or networks or allies that can because we have all all have times when we have tough times and we have doubts yeah, uh, i mean and definitely. we have lows and then exactly. it's a hard time in our business or in our personal life then then it's really important to have the right people surround you that can give you uh, encouragement and say it's going to be okay you're going to get through this like keep on pushing and not just be like okay maybe you should get a real job <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like get a real job, and it's like it's, uh, I've been working for. I like I've been. I left my other job to work more with no money. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I left my well-paid yeah, job, exactly. secure paid job, where I work less, earn more money, and now I'm doing these crazy things. Yeah. Where I, yeah, I don't earn anything. just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. And uh, I think that is, uh, you know, I think I've met a lot of people in high positions in big acceleration programs that are, are telling me that really are women Googling for lip gloss? <laughs> are women and I was not like, Googling are women, for lip gloss? Are, are men Googling for tools online? Like, you know, like yeah. what's... So I think that I've heard it all. And I think that if I was maybe in a different personality or different type of person, mm-hmm. I would have quit it long time ago because I would see my own limitation in their eyes. And I would say, oh, my God, that person doesn't believe in me or that person doesn't believe in me. Mm-hmm. But then it's like proving everyone wrong. And I know that I'm, I have something, you know, I, or else people like international people wouldn't, you know, call me and say like, hi, you're doing a great thing. Mm-hmm. Can we, you know, can we do something together mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. What are the craziest um, comments you have gotten either in like business uh, network or when when raising money because you are also um, women of color so do you see differences there like how you are met and how you are treated yes I think that people here because I think that there's this society structure that they see you from a perspective they don't expect you to know things mm. like how oh, but you're a woman do you really know tech or mm-hmm. do you really know this area or do you really know this or that so they question my knowledge and they question I think if I'm capable of doing it mm-hmm. and I think that I've used that to my own uh, benefit because when people view you from a point that they don't think you're capable of. I'm like a ninja. I'm coming from the back <laughs> and just like, hiya. And people go like, oh, wow, I saw you got into the Google Acceleration program. Mm. You know, not a lot of people get 
to join that. And I'm like, yeah, we did. Thank you. You know, so it's it's like they only perceive you like from a, a way they think th- that your knowledge is based on, on pun. Mm-hmm. And then you surprise them and they go like, wow, I didn't think they had in, in them. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, I've been judged. I've been judged. I think that um, there were quite several other companies that were similar to mine, but we had different, I think, perspective and goals of the company mm-hmm. um, who have gotten, you know, treated differently than we did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they got to participate in big uh, other, you know, accelerations and programs that we didn't. So I think, yes, you could see that being separately, like from two views. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it's like, I know that, I know where I, where I want to be and what I need to do. And then it's just finding a way to go get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may take longer and yeah, you may exactly. to have pick up more cold calls, but yeah. don't give up because it's not you, it's the structure. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's, uh, you know, I hear from people saying like, oh, we're going to move to another country. We're going to move our business to another country. And I'm like, yes, do that. Mm. Because here you won't succeed in the same way. Hmm. But do you think we can do something to change that or to influence that? Yes. I think um, I think we need to show more. Like, I think we need to show more how good we are. Yes. You know, we're very humble and mm. we don't brag. Mm. Um, whether men's uh, companies, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we did this. Oh. And they're cheering each other on and so on. So we need to actually not be humble and just brag about ourselves because mm. no one's going to come and brag about you. No. Here. No, <laughs> We've exactly. learned that. <laughs> We've learned that. Yeah. You have to brag. But it's not bragging. I mean, you have to tell people, right? You have yeah. to inform. I don't yeah. see it as bragging because how would people know what yeah. you, uh, like uh, awards and milestones you have achieved and, and or contracts that are really yeah. hard to get? Like people exactly. don't know. So I, I, I see it from that. Like I, in the beginning, I felt like I don't want to brag. Like that's not very nice. But now I see it also influenced by the more by the US. Like you have to inform people yeah. so that they know because they, they may not know you or what you have achieved so far. So every achievement you have to tell. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be humble. Tell everyone yeah, about your exactly. achievements. I think uh, I think we want everything to be as perfect as possible. Mm. And uh, if we are not perfect, then we won't share. Yeah. And actually share good and bad things. Yeah. Because I think that at the end of the day, someone's going to you know, look at that and be inspired as well. Yeah, yeah. So you have to share and share your your accomplishments. Yeah. And not just think like, how can I, like I'm just one person, but like yeah. you said, like if other people see you go for that dream or yeah. take brave steps, then yeah. that will have a ripple effect. Yeah. And that's where I'm hoping with this podcast as well to highlight role models and and showcase like brave women like yourself that are out there and doing things, Mm. even though it's scary, even though they they are not the norm or even they are not privileged, Mm. like you can still do it, uh, but be smart and surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, definitely. 
Cool, super good. So tell me more about um, the metaverse. I'm super curious. Can you tell us more in details? Like you mentioned before, you'll have a cabinet and you'll have like brands can give you NFTs. Would you be able to like show how the makeup looks on you and things like that? Yeah. Yes. So basically it's going to be, we have a skin journal function in Beauty Click at the moment. So we're going to upgrade that function whether you can take a picture mm-hmm. of your face mm-hmm. every day. And the more you upload images to the um, uh, metaverse, we're going to be reading, uh, you know, what works for you, what products you've been using and so on. So this way we will like, you know, govern the insights in a different way, but also give you insights. So let's say you use our app and then you're in New York, we will all be able to read the weather, the UV, you know, lights that are there, like what kind of products you need for that day for your skin. Um, because we see that we can actually either prevent women's health in this way. The more knowledge we know about what products and what um, ingredients works the best, we can actually all the brands that are collaborating with us, sharing their insights on how they are sustainable we can share back insights to them. And you as a user will get rewards in NFTs, uh, beauty products in your digital beauty cabinets. Would I be able to convert those digital awards to physical products? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you're saying as well. Like you can see the weather and you can say, okay, it's the sun is strong today, put on sunscreen, like don't forget sunscreen because that that's actually related to health uh, as well. Exactly. Ooh, mm-hmm. would you be able to see like your friends' cabinets and share things yes, or uh, give yes, some each exactly. other things? So you'll have your own kind of, you can structure your bathroom because it's kind of like a bathroom environment we mm-hmm. want to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, within Beauty Click, we have this, saying in our community, which is our self-care club. So basically you're going to have your self-care space within Metaverse. Cool. Yeah, that's super. I'm so, when are you launching this? Yeah, <laughs> I just need I want to, it now. Yeah. <laughs> need to secure some funding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, VCs, jump on it. Exactly. <laughs> Women really want this. Yeah. Cool. But um, okay, so let's talk about um, a little bit about yourself. I think we covered it a little bit, but let's talk about more. Like, do you have any mentors or or guides or coaches in your life? I always work with kind of like having a mentor. <laughs> um, but in this case, I you need to seek guidance and you need someone that's objective. Yeah. And that can't, you know, like my mom will say, like, you can make it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and like, you can do it. So she will always share on me. But I, I would say that you need those mentors that will guide you mm-hmm. and kind of like question you in a good way mm-hmm. and give you new ideas to the problems you're trying to fix and solve. Mm-hmm. But is that mentors like for um, mindset or is it more business coaches I would say they've come from, I would say, top position. Uh, so to me, it's, you know, hearing about their journey as well. Most of them have been entrepreneurs as, as, as obviously, or running a business on their own. 
Um, and how have you met mentors? Networking. Networking. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what is your like drive? What 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 makes you wake up every day and do the things you do? I think it is. I'm I'm, I'm like dividing my stubbornness with my passion. Mm, that's a good mix. That's a good <laughs> so, driver. Yeah. So and I'm stubborn. I would say I. You know when you go to interviews and they're like, "What's your strength? <laughs> what's your strength yeah. and what's your weakness?" Mm. I always say stubborn on both mm. because it can be a weakness and it can be a strength mm. um but um, it can be on on a strength that it'll give you as much sufficient power to continue but then it can also be a weakness that will hold you back in some ways so that's where my passion comes in and um i've always the way i've done business and i worked with um sales and marketing the way i done business is that if we're going to do a business together and we're going to enter a partnership i i don't want it to be i got the ups on you or you got the ups on me it's like we're both in this together and how do we work with this partnership father and that's how i kind of view most of my relationships and other things it's like it should be equal what we bring together now let's go out and make this amazing mm. And that's a good point. Like you, what value can we exchange exactly. instead of just thinking, what can I get from you? Exactly. But like also, what can I give? Yeah. So that we thrive together. Yeah. They have, that definitely builds a stronger relationships. Yeah. So what what are your biggest aha moments as an entrepreneur? Oh God, I think that um, I I've had several ones. I would say. Uh, and uh, in in some cases it's been uh, I mean I think it's like different cases but most of them are that um, the value of um, relationships and networking is really really good Um, and just you know making sure that you are surrounded with people who are happy for you yeah. when you succeed. Mm, so important. Because if not, if you share good news and no one's like, you know, applauding and laughing and like celebrating you and they're like, huh, you have your question about your success, then you need to leave that space. And that's an aha moment. Mm. It hurts. But you have to move on. You can't be that there. Mm, that's a very important point. Yeah. Again, it's so important to surround yourself with, with the right people that would cheer on you and, and also not see your success as a threat to theirs exactly. uh, because that has nothing to do with them. Exactly. It's your success. Exactly. Um, yeah, so important. And what are you most proud of in your career? Oh, I'm proud of several things. I would say that I'm 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 proud that I'm not a quitter. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, uh, and I'm proud that I, um, you know, still like, you know, I'm I'm still passionate on what I'm building. 
And whenever I see like an obstacle, I try to see the solution of it. Mm. Uh, always. And sometimes you have to leave it because it can't be fixed. And you have to, you know, get into a different road than you thought of. And that's okay too. Um, it's difficult when you try to compare yourself mm. yes. with other people. Yeah. And you think like, why am I not successful as them? Yeah. Or yeah. why haven't I succeeded in yeah. the way? And then you think that person only has one job. Mm. And it's getting paid mm. <laughs> and it's not focusing on several other things. Yeah. Whether, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're the customer service, you're the mm. marketing manager, you're the sales manager, you're the CEO, you're the everything. So you really need to stop comparing yourself mm. with other people and, and no one can take away your incentives in what you're doing and building. Mm. But also you don't... I mean, uh, you maybe not have the same privilege as other people or mm. other resources available as other people. So, so yeah, but it's super hard not to compare yourself. And especially when you are in those lows, yeah. uh, then it's easy to compare yourself and think like, oh, I should be more successful or I should have come longer in my journey. I should have already be there. Mm. But um, yeah, remember to be nice to yourself. And I mean, you are doing the best you can with the resources yeah. you have. Um, and I think that uh, I was at this woman place. Yes. Yeah, you were there Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And, um, conference. Yeah, and uh, Oddbird Moa was talking, mm. how people just shut the door in front of her, mm. you know, when she wanted to have premium wines with no alcohols. And mm. She visited these wine uh, uh, places in France and people were just like, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, they gave you a no at this moment. Mm. Wait another year, wait six months, wait three months. So you have to be persistent. And like, uh, you know, like we were talking before, you kind of like need to have this goldfish memory. Mm. So you can be low and it's okay to cry in your dark corner at home <laughs> but it's also okay to just leave it there and wait three months and then visit that place again mm. and so on and I would say that people are you know like I was at the beginning kind of like um, prestige and I was like as soon as someone said no I was like okay let's not talk And then you met them again and again on the social networks events. And then at the end of the it's like, shall we have another meeting? They're like, yes. So you have to like, you know, don't have those shields up and just like, hi. Yeah, you told me no. How about now? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This is what we built from the last time. Exactly. Like the, this is where yeah. we are today. Yeah. <laughs> we have done this and this and this. So, so you always have another chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's super insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So do you see more investments from women or from men in your company? It's a mixture, but it's a mixture on how they invest their money, I would say. Men are more, um, they, they're viewing me and they're viewing the product I'm building and they're investing in me as a person and in the product I'm building. Mm without any hesitation. So there it's much easier because they see the business potential straight away. Mm -hmm. But women investments, I would say they are investors, they are more hesitant. So if they don't understand the product, 
they'll jump off and they say, I, I don't know, take. But you buy beauty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, they, just because they feel uncertain on tech, because we say we're an AI powered beauty platform. They're like, oh, AI, uh, I don't know AI. So for them, it would be easier if I was selling a product mm-hmm. rather than a tech solution. Mm. So I've had a lot of investors that were women who were like, sorry, I'm not a tech person. I don't get it. Mm. But it's a beauty. It's a beauty product. I, I mean, know. in my mind, I would think that it would be easier for you to get investments from women because it's a beauty. It's, uh, I mean, that they know the product. They yeah. use the product. They, I, they know that. I know it hurts. It hurts so needed. much. I don't understand it. It hurts <laughs> me so much when they say, no, sorry. Um, I don't understand it. Mm what you're building and it's like okay and or maybe they're telling me that because they don't want to hurt my feelings I don't know you know that but their most common feedback from women is that I'm not a tech person so on that note I won't invest in you and whether for men it's like I like you as a person I like the solution you're building how much do you need mm-hmm But do you think that women are more hesitant because they have smaller funds, like smaller chunks of money to invest? No, or is it just... I think, I think it's, uh, some women understand it, and of course, and they're like, yeah, I love what you're building. And uh, um, I buy beauty products myself. I would so see myself using this platform. Mm. But uh, the ones that are hesitant, I think it's... I don't know. I think maybe I haven't like, you know, sold it in, in a good way to them. Because uh, the way they say, or the feedback I get, it's like, I I don't understand tech. And I mean, okay, you know, Klarna is a tech company. Yeah. I like, you know, you have all of these other techs that it's easier to understand than I don't I don't see how she understands that tech solution. No, but you don't need to understand the technical details. I mean, um like you also mentioned the most important thing is that they like you see your drive, see your yeah. potential and then also understand the business and how yeah. you you're going to be become profitable, what the business model look like. Mm. Then they don't have to understand AI and exactly. how you put in the data, how you validate exactly. how your models look like. That exactly. they don't have to understand that to be able to invest in a tech company but they have to understand the business idea yeah i mean i've had a meeting for like 10 minutes over coffee with a guy and he was like yeah how much do you want you know which was to me i was like "Eh, what you know like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then i've had like five meetings with a woman like deep dive both technical, both in our books on how, you know, budget forecast and so on. And it's still like, no, I don't get it. So it's, it's in that, in on those cases, I do take it personally because I see like, okay, they didn't think I have the potential to drive the business to this extent. Mm. And I'm not saying I will, you know, I'm saying like, I know what I'm good at. It's like having a football team. You know, if I stand exactly. if I stand on the goal, you know, if I'm a goalkeeper, they can't tell me to, you know, run because I don't know how to. I'm not Slatan, you know, I'm a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that would be the case. I know 
that I'm good in sales and marketing and building relationships. So maybe that would be my role within the company later, you know, when we come to that extent. But I, I do take it personally when we have like done this deep dive and, you know, done all the, all everything correctly. And then they come back and say, no, mm. uh, whether I sat having a coffee with a guy and he was like, yeah, I get it. How much do you want? Mm-hmm. So it's very, very difficult actually mm-hmm. to see that. I wish that woman would believe in other women the same way. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's but like an, as an entrepreneur, you don't have to be good at everything. Yeah. Like you don't have to, like you also mentioned, you have different hats. Like you are both the marketing and the CEO, the strategy, and and your skill like is is to hire teams yeah. and attract teams. Yeah. So you will get the people that don't the skill sets that you don't have or the knowledge that you don't have you will get them in your business exactly. so that they you have a team member that can exactly. and also you know the beauty industry yeah. you have worked for one of the most pre- luxuries yeah. prestigious uh, brands yeah. like Chanel yeah. in London yeah. for for five years yeah. so I mean you know a lot about yeah. the industry and the consultancy uh, um, craft purchase and behavior, purchase everything, behaviors everything. exactly yeah. and 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 um, yeah that, that makes me so sad because I mean with Amazon for example you don't need to understand the tech and everything but you you understand you have to understand that they are good in er- detecting purchasing behavior yeah, and it's exactly. a similar to your exactly, product exactly, exactly. and recommending uh, to to the customers mm-hmm. different uh, like similar products or yeah. profiling them not maybe profiling but yeah. but um tailor make yeah. uh, purchase no, recommendations. It, has, it has to be personalized you know yeah. at this extent because you get clustered in all of this jungle of beauty that it's out there so you need to be have when i enter a shop i want it to be personalized Mm -hmm. i want people to know what i already like because i don't have time to search for every category to see if they have the one product i want but it's um yeah it's really sad actually it's really sad but at the same time i do have really good female investors that believe in me and you know push me up and and so on and i have male investors and uh, I was talking with this to uh, a friend of mine and they said like, but you should feel um, good about yourself that they actually, you don't have a full, like the company is not, you know, in um, a round, you know, at this moment, it is still very early stage. I mean, we launched one and a half year ago during a pandemic. We couldn't do events. We couldn't attract users. And now we're finally doing that. So they're like all the money that people come in within the, to invest in Beauty Click. It's because of me and what I have accomplished. And uh, and they were like, you should feel really proud about that. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I couldn't take that in. Like it was very difficult because you put so much, um, you know, weight on you that uh, you have to be this accomplished to succeed and so on. And it's always good to like turn back and see, shit, I built this, you know, I built this on my own. Like I didn't have a a dad who was a tech millionaire who gave me money or, you know, like I built this on my own with my own hands and gathered people from everywhere in the world to contribute and building this. So it's uh, amazing to do that. And I do hope that more women would invest in more women 
in a way that you don't have to prove yourself to them by just sharing that. Jump on this journey with us and we'll succeed together. Mm. But we'll have to become uh, very successful <laughs> entrepreneurs in, yes. in to, few, invest. to invest yeah. in other women. That's my dream. Yeah, mine too. And to invest in the companies and and uh, entrepreneurs that yeah. that we like and see potential in. Yeah, especially when you are, you know, people of color. Like, I'm not. You know, I'm. I came to Sweden when I was four and a half years old from El Salvador. So my mom and my dad weren't born here. They had to learn and you know study Swedish. My mom started her own restaurant and build her like her own entrepreneur life on its own. So I would say that it's um, it's a hard climate to succeed, but once you succeed, it's really good. Mm. And we want to be there where we can help other women. Mm. So if there's anyone out there who wants to, you know, join our VC, coming VC fund. <laughs> upcoming, yeah, up and coming. Upcoming, please <laughs> get back to us. I yeah. think yeah. Our, our vision is to be there in this position where people can reach out to us and say, look, this is my idea I've been working on. And this is what I have com- accomplished so yeah. far on yeah. my own. On my own. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. We'll definitely be there one day. Yeah, I think now, now that you said that, maybe that's what makes people hesitant. That you said, like, I built this on my own and uh, I've done this on my own, whether they you know, if they see someone like, oh, do you have a male co-founder or someone, mm-hmm. they would invest in you. Yeah. Yeah. And that frustrates me as well, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm also, I mean, I came to Sweden as well with my parents. Yeah. Uh, when I was seven, I grew mm-hmm. up here, but I had to create everything I wanted uh, yeah. for myself yeah. and like really work hustle yeah. and work for it. And everything that I have accomplished today is Because I have built it myself. Yeah. I don't have a family with money yeah. or a tech exactly. dad that yeah. can give me internships mm. or give me business coaching or mm. open up his uh, address book and call five friends that can invest exactly. in my my company. Exactly. And I think that, I mean, we as unprivileged group mm. uh, really need to then combine strengths together yeah. and be each other's. Uh, exactly. network ambassador, yeah, ambassadors ambassador. yeah mm. because it's so much easier mm. if if you have family with, with money of course yeah. uh, or if you have contacts but yeah. then it's really important that we we support each other and then that's also why I'm doing the podcast because I want to also get investors in yeah. the, here interview them mm. to also drive that change and to get more women and and also uh, unprivileged entrepreneurs mm. invested in mm. and and try to change the the stereotype picture of a successful entrepreneur or yeah. or, or um, uh, yeah the traditional um, mm. entrepreneurship journey looks like because it could look so much in different ways and and i mean bear in mind that sweden is like on the top you know three or two what it is in the world of launching unicorns and launching tech companies and launching high successful entrepreneurs. So we do have to, uh, you know, the road there is high and they expect a lot from you. So, you know, that's why, like talking about what we said before, don't let their own perspective 
minimize your own worth mm. and don't let anyone minimize your work that you've done and put in as unvalued because mm. that's when someone told me that that just you know I think I got like a light bulb in my head mm. Mm. when someone undermining all the work you put in to the company and they say it's not worth it or it's not worth this and it's like I've put so much work uh, all my tears everything in here mm. and you know without their help you can always succeed anyway Just find the right person that believes in you. Yeah. Because that's the partner that you want to have in your future business journey. I think we have talked for a long time now. So I always finish up with asking for your best advice if someone wants to build a tech company. So go for it. I would say go and talk about everyone about your business. Um share with everyone because the right person will hear you and that is more valuable than not talking to anyone and just keeping it to yourself thinking that maybe someone will not give them the full picture if they want to know more you can set up a meeting but you need to talk about your business in you know not only that it exists but what you're doing and what you're building from to everyone like everyone you meet <laughs> and that's a valuable uh, experience because you know I was talking to my a girl who does my nails for example she's like oh but my manager is here she owns this um, big chain like you meet so much building the relationship on what you're doing and they will bring you to another place than you were so you have to speak up about yourself and your idea mm-hmm. And don't think that everyone will steal your idea. You have to hide it from everyone. Exactly. Like, oh, they're going to steal it and I'm not going to use it or anything. Uh, No, just talk about it. Because opening a business and if someone would steal your idea, like just coming to that conclusion that they would have to open a business and do your idea. Mm -hmm. I would say like, I I think the statistic is like one every three Mm -hmm. fulfills that dream so the lows you know the chances are very low yeah yeah because the investment is so high you need to find a team you need to like get customers you need to get funding so there's a low chance and if someone takes your idea and runs with it and makes it into a big thing then they probably had a better twist on it anyway so yeah i mean you know you would you have to you have to talk about your idea to everyone i would say Don't give them the full picture, but just tell them on what you want to build. Like, this is my idea. What do you think? And it's always good to get feedback because what people, if they don't pick up on that, they'll, it'll just gives you another better chance to, you know, uh, add your game to how you pitch your idea for a potential investor or whatever. Mm -hmm. So actually just talk about to everyone. So they'll, you get to practice on how to talk about your idea. Mm. Because if not, when the chances come and you are in the elevator with a well-known investors and you're like, hi, I have this idea and blah, 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 blah. And you don't know how to pitch yourself. There, it's not going to be a, um, you know, no one's going to say like, give me your business card. No, no. So you have to talk about your idea in a way that everyone understands. Mm. 
so important. Thank you so much. Thank you. And are there under, other tech hustlers that you would like me to interview? You mentioned Nora Bowery. I'm a uh, big yeah, fan no, of yeah, her. Yeah. Do you have any more? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, she's the founder of Bila, mm-hmm. uh, Juliana. Uh, she works, I think, as a product manager at Spotify at the moment. But she started this Bila community where, you know, other tech uh, women of color, you know, join. So she's a definitely, I think she's won an award of Nordic Tech Woman as well of the yes. year. So she is a definitely must. I would love to hear her here. Yes, me too. I'll definitely reach out to her. Thank you so much, Maria, for for sharing your insights and and being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. What did you think about today's episode? Let me know on LinkedIn and Instagram at TechHustler. This podcast is a passion project of mine. So if it speaks to you, it would mean a lot to me if you would give it a nice review and share it with your friends. See you next week. And until then, hustle smarter, not harder.